Hi, this is the Twins Insider Podcast. Uh, we have new intro music. Hope you guys enjoyed that. I am Michael Rand, Lavelle E. Neal III here as well. Uh, Lavelle, from what I understand, is healthy and feeling good, um, <laughs> but um, that stands in stark contrast to the team he covers, the Minnesota Twins. What a What a weird kind of set of developments we have here, Lavelle, where the team, you know, has done a nice job, you know, pushing its lead out and kind of maintaining that kind of comfortable five or six game edge now for, for a little while here. But man, all of a sudden now they can, they can't get guys on the field and, you know, felt like Sunday maybe was a little bit of a, not that they were giving up the game, but they, they kind of saw that there's a Monday off day that if you can kind of rest a couple other guys and maybe get somebody, some, some of these guys back by Tuesday or later in the week, um, there, there's some benefit to that, but talk me through, um, Man, just just the the litany of not only injuries but the Pineda suspension. Like, what's the what's the mood, and how soon could we, you know, reasonably expect to see some of these guys back on the field? Uh, first of all, I had no input on the new music, so yeah. if you have if people, if listeners deem that it's not acceptable, I had nothing to do with it. Okay? <laughs> Ain't uh, my problem. Not my problem. <laughs> Second of all, um, the twins probably need soothing hospital-like soothing music in the clubhouse right now to, to make them feel better about what's going on because uh, they've, they've had some nagging injuries, and but now, you know, they've had some more. They've had some uh, – it's more than just Knicks now. They've had some key guys like uh, Nelson Cruz out of the lineup, and um, and now they have to sweat out the Brian Buxton situation, you know. Um, and every team deals with injuries, but it right. seems like some things have come to a head here the last few days. It's funny because uh, my colleague Patrick Royce was at the ballpark uh, five days ago, and he asked Rocco, like, do you think you have enough outfielders? And yeah. he's like, oh, yeah, I think we got people on the roster that can fill in for this and fill in for that. I think we're in a good spot. We have all the players we need. Yeah. Well, that was before <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that was before Max Kepler has got the found the ball off his knee and then has, like, the sore chest area. Right. Uh, that was before uh, we found out that Buxton's got to go to California to see a specialist. Yeah, you know, wake up Sunday morning and find out they traded for Ryan Lamar. Yeah, Jake I mean, Cave. Jake Cave's got the groin too, right? So that's another thing. Yeah, that was before Jake Cave came out with the uh, the mild groin muscle strain. Yeah, and then you find out that um, Ryan Lamar is in the clubhouse. Right. Like, what the heck's going on here? And, and as soon as the Lamar move was announced, you know, my initial reaction was like, "Uh oh, something must be wrong." With I thought it was Kepler because he left right. the game early on Saturday. And he's been playing with a sore knee. That knee that sure. he banged into the wall in Anaheim yeah. uh, has flared up on him occasionally. And so when he followed the ball off that knee uh, on Saturday, I was like, that's not good. No. So I even know he's been dealing with an upper chest problem. Sure. You know? So, and the fact that Bucks is going to uh, see a specialist is the most concerning issue. Yeah. And that Dr. Neil Alatresh is uh, pretty much, he's the surgeon of the stars. Okay. He is uh, he is operating on Tom Brady and Kobe Bryant and a bunch of other uh, well known players. He's also operated on Glenn Perkins when he oh. had shoulder problems okay. too. So it's like the stars and Glenn Perkins. Oh man, I hope Perk is not listening to this. Actually, I'm gonna actually I'm gonna add him on when I when we uh, promote this and make sure he's listening to that because that's he's gonna come. He's going to kill me in the press He's going to come though. get you. Yeah, he's going to come for you. Uh, he, he better not come. Hopefully he's not coming for me. I did not. Perk, that was that was definitely Lavelle. I had nothing to do with that. So, um, okay. So, uh, 
so this Buxton thing to me, it's like this is the seminal moment here that we're having yeah. to with Byron. That either he's going to L. Trash is going to say, you know, this is normal stuff. You're being put on a plan that you'll be ready in ten days, right? Or he's going to say, you know, surgery is the best way to deal with this. So we're going to shut you down for the rest of the yeah. year, and that's going to be a huge blow to the Twins because I. I I give the Twins credit. They played well without Bucks during the stretch. Yep. Uh, earlier in the season when Buxton was out, they did not play well. Right. Been, they had figured out how to battle on without him. Sure. And getting him back for the postseason was going to be a big deal because right. uh, things just go to another level when he's on the field and that yep. play. They do. Yeah. No, uh, absolutely. But knowing that he will not – the possibility of knowing that he will not be with them the rest of the season it must be disturbing and unsettling for people over there. So – um, and then you've got other injuries. I get a cruise in his wrist yep. tweak uh, on Friday. Uh, Airy Andrians has been sick all week. This goes back to Detroit, actually. It's, more, it's been longer than a week because he was sick in Detroit when he, he played in right field during that game that Martin Perez, Martin Perez started right. and gave up seven runs in like the second or third inning. Yep. And Airy looked like he was, um, you know, not a living dead in right field. Right. And couldn't and looked like a zombie going after a fly ball. Um, who else am I missing? I mean, uh, no, Marwin's but, Marwin Gonzalez still out. The mysterious abdominal oblique mm-hmm. strain that Marwin is, uh, he's banging his head against the wall about trying to come back from. I mean, he's only taking soft toss swings right now. He's right. not even taking full fledged batting practice. He's right. It's been, he's been gone for over a week, week and a half yep. now. So these are all, these are a bunch of like vital cogs to the machine. Yeah. And so it has put stress on the Twins' depth and on the Twins' roster. And even with September call-ups here, uh, they had to bring in someone like uh, Lamar yep. to help show up the thing. And we haven't even t- discussed uh, the big deal is uh, Michael Pineda getting popped for yep. uh, uh, drug violation yeah. for, um, for using a substance I cannot pronounce. It has about <laughs> seven syllables. Right. But – um, he the, the rumor is that he is going to address the media on Tuesday at the ballpark. Okay. He wants to get his side of the story out. Mm. And um, I think the story is pretty clear. That is known as a masking agent for other illegal drugs. Right. Um, and you do not take that unless you're nope. trying to mask other things. Sure. So I'm very skeptical that he has right. a well thought out, well reasoned, legitimate reason for for uh, failing the drug test other than yeah. a very close acquaintance of mine gave me something right. that uh, I was uh, told would bet would, was safe for me to take because I'm trying to lose weight. Um, you know, I covered Juan Rincon when he pitched oh, for the yeah. Twins and he served a drug suspension too. Yep. And he told me he took fat burners, you know. Sure. And uh, ironically, after that, Juan Rincon could not pitch back-to-back days anymore. You cannot pitch four four games out of six days. Yeah, you know, so I, uh, you know, I I don't know how uh, I don't know how Pineda is going to be able to explain his way out of that one. And uh, he, he has served his season with the Twins. He was their most effective starter for the last uh, month month and a half. Yep. And now that and and he was a lot to be in the starting rotation during the postseason, and now all that's going to gone away. And he's also hurt himself as a free agent yep. because he's going to have to reserve. He's going to have to serve the remainder of his suspension. Yeah, it's like forty more games uh, next year. 
Exactly. Well, whatever team he signs for, he's yep. going to be out for those sporting games. And there'll be skepticism so, over whether his performance will return to, you know, the level he was pitching at this year if he was indeed getting helped by, you know, whatever he was, you know, if he was really masking something, like what, what was that doing to his performance? So. I, I totally agree. We'll get to we'll, totally get, we'll get to him a little bit more in in a second. I wanted to um, so we, there's definitely some pitching questions um, uh, w- with him out uh, you know out of the equation completely with Gibson um, you know still trying to come back from ulcerative colitis with you know Barrio still struggling. But really, I, I want to bring up one quick thing. Um, had a Twitter question from uh, Matt who wanted to know, given all of what has happened with outfield injuries, what's the likelihood that now that Pensacola's season is done that we see Kirilov called up? I think there's zero chance. Okay. Um, I, I don't think they're going to put a guy in who has a hit above double A in the outfield. And, and, you know, fans always want the next hot thing they up do. on the roster. Yep. Do you really want to bring up a wet behind the ears kid Throw him in the middle of a of a pennant drive. I, I, it, it's one thing for him to be able to learn in that situation, but um, I, I don't see it. And the problem is the Twins need a center fielder. They got corner outfielders. You know they've got Kepler and they got Rosario and they can put some other guys out there. Um, I, I I I don't see it. I, I mean, I I think it's a shocker that they, they called up Gratterall. Yeah, and we've seen. And that's a great example. Sure. Brad Rod with the 100 mile an hour fastball that everybody's been salivating about right. and sending messages about and just call the kid up and let him throw fire. Well, right. you know, the Twins have faced guys like Dylan Cease and uh, uh, Ronaldo Lopez who throw 99 miles an hour yep. and have no idea where it's going. Right. All right. So it's one thing to have the fire, it's another thing to know where it's going. And we've seen now in two outings from Gratterall. Why he is not ready for the majors? Yeah, he's got a decent breaking ball, but he's still he's still trying to get used to throwing in the major league level. Yep. You know, you got to pick and choose your spots to use him in. Yep. And he's I don't I just don't see how he could be a weapon. Of sudden, all of a sudden, he perks up here last couple of weeks of the season. Right. Um, I, I think it's a big risk if you go forward with Grant around the bullpen. Well, and you saw. You know, I think Fernando. I think Fernando Romero would be a better choice hmm. than. Um, the Gratterall, I was encouraged by what I saw from uh, Romero yesterday. Okay. He's got a new delivery. Mm-hmm. He's throwing strikes more consistently. And uh, he's got a good break about him that can neutralize hitters. And he, he, threw, he had a nice inning against Cleveland yesterday. So um, you just can't uh, – you're, you're playing with fire when you want to call up these hot shot yeah. prospects uh, thinking that they're just going to step right in to produce. Yeah. It doesn't happen all the time in, 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 in the main – in fact, it, it it happens a small percentage of time in Major League Baseball. The yeah, young kid comes up and produces. Sure. I know Luis Arise has yeah. been the revelation of right. the season. Right, and it's been, it, he is a proven hitter. Yep, and I I never had him ranked in the top ten. I did see him in spring training this year and said this kid can hit a little bit. Sure, but we had no idea he's going to come and hit three thirty in the Major no. League level. That that is an outlier. Right, you know, expecting every prospect to come up and light it up is. It's, it's something that the uh, the casual fan just believes is going to happen all the time. And uh, it's about being cultured fans, people. I've raised all of you on Twitter. And through <laughs> my stories here, you should know better to than to expect uh, someone like Kirillov to come up and just be the savior. Sure. 
I, I wouldn't expect him to be a savior. I was just, you know, it, the, the question probably comes more from just they've taken such a depth hit. Does he give them any more than Lamar or, or Wade or any of these other guys that they're having to throw out there right now with everybody hurt? I know. I know. Actually, I think Wade's been effective, even yeah, though he has fun. not yet. He has not gotten a major league hit yet. Didn't he get he one yesterday? Not, oh no, he got one yesterday. That's right. He got his first one. But he's been able to uh, draw walks at a right. uh, at a huge rate, right? And it have some value at the plate, right? So um, that's the normal standard operating procedure for like a new player coming into right. the fold. Um, uh, and Kirilov is. Uh, He's got a nice swing. I've seen Kirilov play in person, and it looks like he's a hitter. But yeah. uh, like I said, how I many? You're just playing with. You're just. You know, it's kind of rookie roulette when you're just <laughs> calling up every right. hot shot kid up here, expecting they're just going to take off. And that's not what the Twins need right now. They no, need, they actually need someone who's reliable. Yeah, they need their guys to get play. back. Exactly. They need just need to get healthy, and hopefully in a week they'll have some of those guys back. Maybe Marlon will be in the fold. Yeah, Kepler will feel better, um, but but we'll see. This is uh, definitely a challenging time for the local nine uh, as they kind of wait out uh, all these nagging injuries they have. To your point on Gratterall, too, I mean, we saw Friday night, they brought him into the you know really high leverage situation, you know, tie game, extra innings, runner on third, two outs, and it wasn't like he made bad pitches, but, you know, good hitters are going to do that. So, per, you know, was it... Uh, catcher uh, for for Cleveland was it uh Roberto Perez Perez yeah I was uh, I couldn't remember his first name um just you know takes the ball either way shoots it to right all of a sudden Cleveland's up they get a big inning out of it so I mean throwing 98 99 in the majors is nice but it's not everything guys can hit that uh sometimes I like I like his delivery I like I like the way the ball moves but yeah he's having seen his stuff I'm not sure if he is the uh, the postseason savior that everybody has been uh Everybody has been clamoring for. Um, to your bigger point about getting through this week, I mean, they, the Nationals uh, have been, you know, they cooled off a little bit in the last week, but they, you know, have been playing as well as anybody since, you know, the middle of May. And, you know, they're right in the middle of a wild card race. And then they got three more in Cleveland. What, what would be a success to you in these next six games? If I said to you the Twins division lead will be X after this these three games against Washington, three against Cleveland, what would you think they would feel good about? Um, I think if they – I just think Cleveland's got such an uphill battle in front of them. And, sure. you know, they've had their share of injuries. Jose Ramirez is done for the year. Tyron right. Aikman's out for the year. Right. Kip, this is trying to play with a bad wrist. Um, I don't think – other than uh, – I think their bullpen is taking some nicks here lately. You know, they need to get on a, uh, an incredible run of dominance, and Twins just have to totally go in the tank for that to happen. Um, getting swept by Washington would be a red flag. Yeah. Um, that would definitely help Cleveland. If the Twins could just win one game and uh, escape one out of three and just move forward with the Detroits and Kansas Cities of their, of their, yeah. of, of their uh, schedule, they'll be better off that way. Uh, two out of three would be absolutely huge. Yeah. So Cleveland came into town this weekend, really needing the sweep to make things yeah. interesting, and basically they gained one game. So what's yeah. the lead now? Five and a half. Five games? and a half. Yeah. Yeah, with the what about twenty something to play? Yeah, eighteen, to that, play, yeah, 18 like or so to play. Nineteen for the Twins, I think. They've got yeah these six more against Washington and Cleveland, then I think thirteen <laughs> against Detroit and Kansas City to end the year, right? That's or they got yeah, one more against Chicago too. I can't remember, but it's all it's all Twins, division. The, yeah. 
if the Twins play around 500 ball, the Cleveland still has to uh, play at an incredible rate to, to run them down here. Yeah, we said it, we said that a long time ago though, and then Cleveland it, caught it, up to him. Yeah, it took it took a span of I know. two months I know. though for it to I know. happen. It I was know. it was like a slow. It was like one of those uh, those torturous water sure. torture drips that uh, <laughs> that er, that the fans were subjected to during that time. But um, yeah, and Cleveland's done that. They always have a stretch every year where they play out of their minds, and sure. they pretty much you know blew their wad during that stretch here. And 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 I think they're in a tough spot here. Um, Twins win one game. Uh, you're like, all right, we're just grinding through it now, waiting for our guys to get healthy. Two out of three yeah. would be awesome. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, Annabel Sanchez Tuesday, Steven Strasburg Wednesday, and Patrick Corbin Thursday, mm-hmm. I believe. Mm. So quality entertainment on the mound yeah. against uh, um, uh, against the Twins. Uh, this team has shown it can hit good pitching, yeah. but that's when Nelson Cruz is in the lineup. That's when Max Kepler is in the lineup. Um, if, uh, those guys can't come back. So no, if those guys come back, then uh, it's going to be a, it's going to be a tough chore. If they have to start Ryan Lamar or Ian Miller or or Lamonte Wade, you know, during this stretch, you know, it's, it's going to be a challenge. So and yeah. that's another reason why you don't want to throw uh, Alex Kirilov into this mess because you already got um, inexperienced or young guys or guys who have spent the most of the season in the minors. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be interested to see what the lineup is to, uh, in Tuesday's game. Just how much, you know, kind of giving those guys an extra day, some of those guys an extra day Sunday, now the off day, if that, you know, gets a couple of those guys back into the mix Tuesday. But, you know, it, it feels like, you know, we we talked about this before we started recording, but that win Saturday uh, against Cleveland, you know, coming off the Pineda suspension, um, coming off – you know, losing an extra innings Friday, um, you know, if they lose that game and then again Sunday, then that leads only three and a half going into this stretch. That feels much more precarious than five and a half right now. If they can just kind of get through these next six games without seeing that lead go down below three and a half or four, I still think they'd probably feel pretty good about that last uh, that last stretch, assuming guys are going to get healthy and they can fatten up again against uh, Detroit's and Kansas City's of the world. Yeah, um, the, to me the key is that the bullpen, which has pitched much better of late, has to continue doing its job, and the, the starting rotation has to appear. Who was willing to step up to the challenge of trying to make up for the loss of Pineda, and the other starting rotation members have to follow suit here. Um, the Twins can't start having to cover nine, twelve outs a game right. uh, from their bullpen again. Uh, these stars have to get through at least six. I think. Kyle Gibson's start on Thursday is massive. Yeah. Not just for the moment because it may be the determining game of the series, who wins the three-game series, but uh, as to how reliable he can be down the stretch. Sure. Uh, he just had a baby. He's a new father. But this alternative colitis thing has been disturbing. And listening to him, I wish I could show you the transcript. Um, he pretty much walked up to us in Detroit and started talking about what he's been going through here. And it was pretty gross. Sure. Uh, having to wake up multiple times a day. He's got, I mean, a, a night not being able to sleep. Um, you, you don't realize when you're around a guy every day, but I went over to say hello to Ron Gardenhardt during the Detroit series. He's like, my God, what's wrong with Gibby? He looks skinny as ever, you know. And sure. Thinking, well, yeah, yeah I, guess, I guess he is kind of skinny. And then all of a sudden you find out he's lost weight because he's got this, this deal going on sure. uh, internally. Because this stuff is too good for him not to be effective. And this kind of explains 
some of the reasons why he's probably looked a little, uh, while fans have been frustrated with him with his pitching this year, but now we have an idea of what's been going on with him. And if he can come back Thursday and uh, a little more strength, maybe uh, he could be the Gibson we thought he could be down the stretch. Well, that leads into my last question, and we'll let you let you run. Um, there's actually another Twitter question, basically kind of asking, you know, get, this kind of dovetails into our Gibson discretion, but, you know, given Pineda, you know, out, we, we kind of penciled him into, you know, either game one or game two of a playoff series with the way he'd been pitching lately, game three at the, at the, at the worst, uh, you know, be, be behind Barrios and, and Odorizzi, um, you know, where what's the postseason pitching pecking order at this point uh jds wants to know like where you know how would you how would you stack up the rotation um you know do you carry more bullpen guys without Pineda? how do you think they how do you think they'll do this pitching staffs have 11 pitchers and 14 position players and you probably go to a four-man rotation yeah and have seven relievers so without Pineda, the four-man rotation is pretty much set you'll have odorizzi uh, you'll have Barrios, uh, you'll have uh, Perez, Martin Perez, yeah, and then you'll have and have uh, why am I missing the why am I Gibson spacing out on the I think Kyle Gibson. Yeah, those will be your about. four. Yeah, I know you'll, those will be your four. <laughs> okay. um, the only way I think you go three is if you have a Zach Grinky, Justin Verlander, and Randy Johnson in your rotation, right. like <laughs> the, like the Astros, like back. the Astros do. Yeah, exactly. So you probably can go go with those four. Uh, the bullpen, um, well, God, we didn't even mention Sam Dyson and his, yeah, his uh, lingering shoulder issue, you know, because mm-hmm. uh, it should be the, the first five of that bullpen should be a lock. It should be Rogers, Romo, Dyson, May, and Duffy. And those, yep. those last two gentlemen have stepped up yes, they have. there the last few weeks. Yeah, they've been great lately. So then you, you, you can pick and choose who you want for the last two guys on that staff. Right. So, um, but no, you have to figure out, you have to figure out Dyson. You have to figure out Gibson. You have to wait for the Buxton news to come through. You have to figure out if Kepler's healthy. You have to figure out uh, when Myron's coming back. You have to figure out when Cruz is coming back. How, how many guys is that? Six? That's so many. We didn't even talk about uh, is Romo really o- Is Romo really okay? I know he heard it. He tweaked yeah, he, his leg a little bit the other day. Apparently, he's got a knee deal that goes back years. Okay. And he wears a brace in that knee. Okay. And he tweaks it every now and then, and it's fine. Okay. So All right. that's what happened when he hobbled off the field okay. on Saturday. So, okay. There's at least six guys. I feel like I'm missing some other people. Audrey Allen's, I don't think I mentioned. That's yeah. seven, I believe. That's everybody. So that is, a, a, that is more than a fourth. That's about 30% of the roster. Yeah. That uh, you've got health questions on going forward. So yeah. uh, all we, we need uh, – we need the hyperbaric chambers. We need oxygen tents. We need <laughs> we need all the medicine uh, uh, the twins could come up with here to get these guys healthy and back in the lineup. Well, we'll see. We'll see how they're able to to plow through this week. This is still this isn't quite over yet. I think fans will feel a lot better once this week is over if uh, if they've been able to win a few games and kind of hold serve or close to it. But uh, you know, but we'll see. Uh, we'll see how they're able to do it. Good stuff, man. Enjoy, uh, enjoy the rest of the day, and uh, I hope you, I hope you listen and uh, and that you approve of the uh, of the bumper music that I've uh, that I've provided. Can't wait to listen. <laughs> All right, man. See you.